We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Yay, yay. Uh, ooh. <laughs> yay, yay. That sounded Look-y. mad subtle and like depressing. Look, right? yeah. Like, yeah, we're just back. By the way, I just saw, we're Ave- back. I just saw Avengers. Whoa. Yeah. If you're into it even remotely, like it was the greatest movie I've ever. I was seen. gonna say I'm it was gonna, the greatest. Whoa, whoa, whoa time out, time I'm out. not gonna talk because I'm not even into it remotely. Yeah, me neither. Like I've seen Iron Man here and there. I've seen Captain America, but like, not like, yo, I gotta see this the first day it comes out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't relate. Yeah, to remember the all the hype that Infinity War got? Yeah, like you know, but did you see it? I I just know because of pop culture, like Thanos, he got an arm, people disappear. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh, <laughs> if if you're if you like watch have watched all the movies, then seeing that one is just like they did like a perfect job. Like I think if you watched, if you're not a fan of it, like you'd be appreciative of how well they did this last movie. Three hour movie. I yeah, think. it was three hours. That's insane. That's a lot. Didn't feel how like the, three hours. How the bladder hold up? I was fine. I didn't drink. I didn't eat anything at the movies. I just sat there. Yeah. Yeah. No I was popcorn. Like, Dude, I was like, don't want to get up. There was a little bit of popcorn. Come on, you got some popcorn. Yeah, a little bit of popcorn. <laughs> My favorite pastime is pistachios at the movie theater. Oh, that is so fucking fuck? weird. <laughs> what are you, It's 90? really good. Pistachios are the shit. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then so, you leave the shells everywhere on the floor. They don't like you after that. Weirdo. Yeah, you're strange. Um, <laughs> also, uh, if I'm a little low energy, it's because uh, the draft was yesterday and the Giants uh, spent their sixth overall pick on Daniel Jones, quarterback from Duke, who Wait. probably would have went at... 17. Yeah. Anyway. You, you can hear about all Joe's sadness on the Thursday podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's just go but, check that but out. But the energy is going to be carrying over probably till next year this time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We are recording this. I just realized. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's an episode coming out before this one. Yes. We're recording it before. <laughs> right, just to break down the third wall there for you guys a little bit. Uh, the weekly one where we break down the draft is we're recording after, but this is going out after. So In fact, MP just texted the group chat. He's probably on the way. There you go. Couple stops away. Um, but anyway, in light of it being uh, draft week, we wanted to just have an open conversation about, uh, you know, players sort of refusing to go to play for the teams that sort of draft them. Right. Right. Uh, most notably, you have Eli. I feel like who was the last one? Maybe Eli to, to do, do it? this last super high profile one. Super high profile, right? Because he was the number one overall pick, and like. So really he, doesn't happen no more. Right. It's great because football, you know who the number one overall pick is, like the end of the season, right? Um, so it was a three month window where Archie was just like, Yeah, he's not gonna play for you. That's my son, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like culture. Sounds probably a lot like Tim about culture and at the time. Yeah. Right? Losing culture and the staff and everything. So I think he might have been the last uh high profile guy who wound up working out a draft day trade for him. They still took him, number one, which is I feel that you can't not pick the best guy available just because he doesn't want to play for you. 
And the rest is history. He was traded to the Giants. He won two rings. Bang, bang, boom. Now, please leave. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about that? Are you guys... Tim, you're kind of like a players guy. Yeah. You know, you, you're all for college players, uh, you know, having more rights, essentially, being paid. Do you think they deserve that kind of power, that they get to refuse to play for the team that drafts them? A lot of people don't remember this, but there used to be a time when that was a regular thing that happened before the new CBA. One of the, one of the things in the new CBA is the rookie pay scale. And the rookie pay scale was never a thing. So the number one overall pick who was always a quarterback most likely. Uh, you also had like Mario Williams thrown in there and the defensive guys are offensive tackles. But most likely it's going to be a quarterback. They would negotiate their contracts and have a deal in place with their teams before we even found out who was drafting. Right. Like we would find out what their deal was. And every year, without fail, the number one overall pick, who was a rookie, would get the most money of any quarterback in the National Football League. So it's uh, like Matthew Stafford, right? He's a great example. He might have been the last one. He was the last one. Right. Right? And he decided not to hold out. He got all the money. I think he got $60 million, something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're Matthew Stafford. And you don't – look, you have the ability to move anywhere. You you don't owe the Lions anything. But the Lions take you first overall. Now, you're from Georgia. I think he grew up in Texas. Right, right he, has, he did, he did. Yeah. Right, he has no sort of connection Allegiance. to Detroit, the city of Detroit, or the Lions whatsoever, right? And you've seen what has happened to his career. The Lions are a famously dysfunctional franchise. They're known for They've drafted, like, the, the fifth most um, Hall of Famers of any team, yet they haven't won a playoff game in God knows how long. And, like, they did this with Barry Sanders, and now you see Matt Stafford... And you wonder, like, if Matt Stafford, and he also signed a second contract with them, so he made his own bed, he sleeps in it, but if Matt Stafford would have made his own destiny there, how would destiny have been different for Matt Stafford? Because if you go to a place that can't handle you in the correct way, then you're fucked, just like Stafford was fucked. Um, okay, I, I understand what you're saying, um, it's... Stafford did have Calvin Johnson, though, for a nice amount of years. So that's a nice, like... Yeah, you did have the best wide receiver in the league at one. <laughs> I mean, sure, but, like, what did, what did that franchise do for him around best wide receiver in the league? Not much. Not, nothing. No, like, they've always just been, like, a very average, like... I'll never be high on them until, like, they really blow your doors off, you know? Right. It was kind of like that, the Browns. Like, the Browns, they, they put together some teams, and you're like, all right, mate. And then, like, it's like, what well, you have to still have to win the I game. I feel like that's also cultural. How you're a big culture guy because if they're not good to begin with, like when Stafford, obviously they were the worst team in the league when Stafford was drafted there. They had an 0-16 year. Um, so he goes there, whatever. But at the end of the day, great. You did get number one pick. You got the top quarterback, right? It's not going to attract guys there still. You still play in Detroit in the north. Similar to Cleveland. You still like Cleveland and Detroit go hand in hand. Not ideal destination cities for like cities I want to live in. That's not the top of my list. Um it's a knock on them, but it's not, you know, it's really not. It's the truth. Right. And who's coming there? Sure. He's, you got a quarterback, but he's a rookie. He hasn't proven anything at the, at the top, high, highest level. So what has would drive me to go there? And, and you've seen that. They've had trouble attracting big-name guys there. Who was the last big-name guy to go to Detroit via free agency? I mean, uh, some of that has to do with the fact that there's no, there's no continuation what, what word am I looking for? There's no continuity. Continuity. There you go. Continuity within the <laughs> within the the franchise as a whole. Right. You know, like from the top down, there's there's no consistency and there's no there's no ability to win consistently. So back to the original question though, which is what this, this show's about. If you were Matt Stafford and he was the last one who like kind of could hold out, would you dis- would you if you can go back to that day, would you be like leading up to the the whole process. I'm not going to play for Detroit if they pick me. Let's flip it. Before I answer that question, let's flip it, right? Now, Baker Mayfield last year. Mm-hmm. First, number one overall pick. He holds the cards. He can refuse to play. He could say, I'm not playing for Bro, the you Browns. Know, you know who that we're talking about it? Most like most recently, I feel like Joey Bosa held out for a while. He did. Right. He did. So, yeah, Joey, Joey Bosa held out But after, I don't think that was like, his... it wasn't really like, I don't want to play for no, Los Angeles. No, that was contractual. Right. 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 But sure, but let's say that Baker Mayfield made it, let it be known, right? I'm not playing 
for the the Browns. And the Browns are one of the shittiest franchises in NFL history. We've gone over this many times. Everyone knows the stories about the Browns. And the two people picking behind him, the New York Jets, the New York Giants. Like the two people where if you're going to go on that stage, you're going to shine. So if Baker Mayfield says, hey, I'm not going to Cleveland, what what happens? Cleveland's not drafting him. Cleveland's going with Darnold. Cleveland's, Cleveland's going with Allen, Rosen. One of these dudes, they're going with them instead. So on the flip side, you have Baker Mayfield who accepted that challenge. And now it looks like because they got the, uh, the leadership of John Dorsey from Kansas City, it seems as though this is working out for Baker. So there's two sides to the coin here, and sure. you're right. I'm usually a, I'm on the player side, and I think the rookie wage scale, like, like that's one of the things that was a big win for the owners in the in the in the you know the negotiations and everything, um, and it takes away uh, it takes away from the rookies. But look, if I'm in a situation like if, I, if I'm just in in a situation where I don't want to go to, let's say uh, the Raiders are looking to draft me, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to live in Las Vegas. I know that my family has like an addiction to gambling or something or like there's something I, like I would be inclined to say, yeah, don't draft me. But once you get drafted, Damn, you would. I mean, once but once you get drafted, it's hard to say no to that team because True. of the way everything is. To, and they want to take a chance on you. I also think that it, it, it you don't think it hurts you in a little bit. People think that you especially now that it hasn't happened in a while. If, so, if Baker Mayfield would come out and say, like, yo, I'm not playing for Cleveland. Especially in Baker Mayfield's like position, it was like, dude, we, you weren't even like super considered for this until like eight minutes before the draft, anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, at least to to the public. I mean, but I don't know. To to me, I see it as like I am taking a chance and making your dreams come true. And like for you to say no to me, like, wh- what would be the reason for that? Like, because there always every year is a new like opportunity to turn your franchise around. And if you can be the cornerstone of that, especially if you're a quarterback and you can be like, yo, I can be the reason why this team turns around saying no to that just kind of makes me feel like you're not up for the challenge or like, you're like, are you not confident in your abilities or like, what, what is it? You know, like it's, it's, it's hard. Like I, I get you. I understand like being like, Oh, this, this uh, organization doesn't take care of their players. Don't do this. Don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. To, to me, I see it as like I, I was just a regular person, and now I'm about to be catapulted like onto this gigantic stage. And at the end of the day, it, it's a job more than anything. It's it's not the game of football more than it is like my well being. This is my life and my family's life and my kids' lives and my grandkids maybe, depending on how good you are. So for a team to to take you one, like they're giving you the best opportunity possible as a rookie to come in and like perform and like here's your shot you know because the people in the second round like yeah they still get the same opportunities at you but you but you get a better opportunity like you're the first overall pick everyone's looking at you you have the best chance to to perform and everyone it's like on you now you know so if someone's going to give me that shot i find it hard to believe that i would like refuse i feel like things would have been super interesting this year if kyler murray wasn't the number one overall pick but still went to the nfl draft went like second or third round and then uh, i was like you know whatever team took him took him and he's like, you know what? I have a better opportunity with the Oakland Athletics. That would have been like <laughs> something to talk about today. Would have been funny, but that would have been to Joe's crazy point. Shit, like, if we go back, you said the rookie pay scale has changed things a ton because guys get drafted now and they're slotted to get make more than the guy behind them or whatnot. So, but if we go back, like John Elway is a famous quarterback who was drafted by the Baltimore Colts, and at the, I mean, when you're a young guy too, like you're coming out of college, you have a lot of people's voice in your ear, your agent. Your family, your father, who's probably been with you every step of the way. Um, and in Elway's case, his father was like, nah. Similar to Eli, he's like, nah, we're not going to Baltimore. Like, there's no shot. And the like the thing with Elway was he was a baseball player as well, which kind of like Ty Kyler and Elway together. Yeah. So Elway had a ton of leverage there, which he used because he had one of the more powerful figures in sports, George Steinbrenner, looking to sign him to play for the Yankees. So if that were to happen, he would be like, yo, you know what? Baseball, no no uh, salary cap. I could probably make a ton of money playing there. Less taxing on my body, even though I'm a quarterback. Not as taxing as other positions in football, but still less taxing on my body. Um, maybe I can do that, right? So the Colts are like, all right, whatever. So they ultimately traded him to Denver, and then he had a Hall of Fame career. Same thing so with in me. that case, it worked out because he had – because the pace guy now, you don't really have a ton of leverage as a player. But back then – 
you had all the leverage because you were negotiating the contract. It wasn't released. There were no guidelines set in stone. See, that's and that's where that that's where it is. That's that's where it lies because there's also the thing that you have to think about is what kind of family do you come from? Because Eli Manning, one of the reasons why he was able to demand where he wants to go is because he was kind of football royalty. You know, like he was this uh, Peyton Manning had already come to the league and been a superstar. Archie Manning was uh, a legend in his own right. And Eli was like, all right, I know the pathway to success. And it's not like he wanted to play in a big market. Um, His dad played for the Saints, which is not a big market. And his brother played for the Indianapolis Colts, which is definitely not a big market. And I think the difference is, though, that it's just his father knew what a successful organization looked like. His brother knew what a successful organization looked like. Did Archie, though? Archie knew what an unsuccessful organization didn't look like, right? Because he went 35 wins and 101 losses as a quarterback, as his full career with the Saints. And he didn't want that for his son. Right, right. So he he didn't want history to repeat itself in terms of at that time, right? Like in the early 2000s with the Chargers, he didn't see them as a suitable organization or one that could turn it around for Eli. Also a spot where you have Drew Brees, and it wasn't a guarantee that they were going to move on from Drew Brees at the time. Right. So it's it's just a place. It's it was a place where you know Eli Manning had that ability. It's, it's kind of like you know, if you're a rich kid, and your dad was a Harvard alum, and you were kind of stupid, and you made a couple mistakes, <laughs> and you didn't have the best average in high school. This kid acts like this isn't going on in the real world. With, uh, I, that's exactly you what I'm saying. Stupid. <laughs> This is exactly what I'm saying. You're going to get into Harvard anyway because you have the family. Yeah. You have nice, the history. Nice donation would right. <laughs> get you right in the door. And look, John Elway comes, also comes from a wealthy background. So it's like, all right, just kind of like in the real world, it's the leverage that you perceive yourself having. And in Eli Manning's case, he still got drafted number one overall, still got number one draft pick money, and went to the Giants. So he got everything he wanted. And Kobe Bryant. He's, I'm like, I'm not going to Charlotte. I'm not going to the Charlotte Hornets. Right, they it's were not going to happen. Trash organization back then. And this is not the first pick. This is not the second. This is the thirteenth pick. He knew his value from a young man, and he refused. And he, bro, out of high school, this is Kobe Bryant. Out of high agent, school, and his agent, and he made his destiny. He 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 carved out his destiny. Destiny tried to write him off to Charlotte, and he he said no. So it's it's interesting to see because a lot of the, I mean, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper had people like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Bryce Harper's like, all right, I'm going to drop out at 16. I'm going to take the GED. I'm going to go to junior college. I'm going to be drafted number one. The fast track. He just wanted the fast track. He he knew his value. He chose his own destiny. And these, if if I'm a player, I'm trying to choose my own destiny at every single point that I can. Yeah, I I understand. I just think that... What what does an organization like? What organization in the NFL would you refuse to play for right now? A tough one. Like, which one is 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 honestly like so bad that you're like, dude? I, I don't if know. I'm like a highly touted player and they're gonna take yeah, me yeah. first round, the only yeah. team I could even think of would be the Raiders. But like, even then, I don't think that Yo, they're that much out of a it. A lot of people shit on Buffalo. Buffalo would be a tough one. Buffalo, when a lot of people it comes down to report, to like you know whatever, like Sean McCoy wasn't so eager to get to Buffalo. Marshawn Lynch famously didn't know where Buffalo was when he got drafted. <laughs> so it's like they're also up there, I feel like. They're also culture, Tim. I mean, they made the playoffs for the first time in how long? A couple years ago with Tyrod. Before that, they were one of the, I think they were the longest active drought in the NFL in terms of playoff appearances. The Redskins are a what about Tennessee? Upside down franchise. Um I, I see it's the ownership that's see, but but also it like I think there's pro- especially in Tennessee, I think there's some sort of promise there. There's pieces there. But is there? Yeah. You drafted Mariota 2 overall. Yo, but think and about it. now you sign Ryan Tannehill? Right. All right. It's there's like that. It's like you're in flux. But I'm saying like every year we come in here saying like, you know, the Titans were this, Titans are that. Timmy, I believe you were high on the Titans this year. It was my crazy. I was. No, yeah. I was high on them. They yeah. made the playoffs. Like the, there's, they're not an organization that you would refuse to go to because like, oh, no, they don't know how to. Right. Like it's easy to sit here and be like, yo, they're they're an 8-8 eight and eight team or they're this, they're that. But it's like, yo, at the end of the day, 8-8. Eight and eight, that's not nearly enough for me to refuse to go. Right, right. And, you know, and at this point, uh, the only team in recent history that I could even like even think of that someone refused to play for it would be the Browns. But there's 
no way you refuse to go to the Browns now. Right. Like you want to go to the Browns now, you know? So what what team is refusable? I don't think there's any. It's it's hard to say now. I think it I think it's a lot easier for each team to be competitive. It's also what you want. Like um Bob McNair, the owner of the Texans, has been accused of racism, right? So, well, the former owner for the Texans, he passed away, right? But he was accused of racism. If I'm someone who is, you know, a, a, a guy who kneels on the on the field and things of that nature, do I want to go play for a guy who's used the N-word in public? No, I don't, right? So okay. there, there's that, too. It's, I, think it, I, I think a lot of it has to do with ownership and, and just what the franchise was. The Bengals, right? I wouldn't have won. I would have refused to play with them if Marvin Lewis was still their coach. Like, because there's no. First of all, you're in Cincinnati. Who uh, no no disrespect for the people out here listening in Cincinnati. If if we have any fans out there in Cincinnati, um, not exactly the most di- desirable destination uh, unless you like the Waffle House. And then you are on a shitty franchise who doesn't know how to move on from people. You're in a locker room with guys who have been arrested for this and that and punching women and and beating up dudes and knocking people in the face and running people over with cars and getting into bar fights. Like, they're everywhere. Like, that's not the type of situation that I would want, especially if I was a father, because we noted one thing that we noted was that fathers have a lot to do with this as well. Right. Fathers getting in their in their son's ears, like John Elway, Eli Manning, both of them had that connection. If I'm a father, I don't want my son going to the Bengals in that point. Now, they're trying to turn over a new leaf. They got rid of Vontez Berkvik. They got rid of Pac-Man. Uh, they got a new head coach. Okay, now now I'll consider it. But there there are situations like that where it's just flux. Or like a place that's notorious for not being able to develop the quarterback. Like Denver. When's the last time Denver developed a quarterback? It was probably John Elway. They're notorious for their inability to develop quarterbacks. So, what then? Is it not develop, or is it just they have bad ones? I mean, they had Jay Cutler for a while. I guess yeah, he was. Yeah, but Jay Cutler okay. is like. They did use a one on. Uh, Paxton Lynch. Paxton, Paxton Lynch. Lynch. They had Brock Osweiler, they who was a highly touted draft yeah, pick. Yeah, but Brock Osweiler sucks. Right, but no, he was, but a, he was a high supposed guy. to be the successor to Eli. Uh, no, but that's Peyton. what I'm saying. Is that like their fault, or does he just suck? I mean, that could be development, though. Or it could be just drafting. Like Paxton Lynch. like. And yo, fucking Brock Osweiler has been on three teams now. Yeah, he can't succeed succeed with any of them. I so mean, he, he just did sucks. Right last year. He's yeah, but, but so you know, he's a he's a backup quarterback. Right, he's not right, like right. the guy. And like, is that the coaches in fucking Denver's fault? Or is it I his mean, fault? it could be. Sometimes when you grab a guy out of college and you don't develop him the right way, it stunts his development yeah, that's for what I'm his saying. career. But you've been on three teams, so Mike Greenberg said that teams are more likely to ruin a quarterback than to groom a quarterback into greatness. The other day, and I agree with him. I think that a, a, a lot of these quarterbacks around the league, like it's not like they don't have talent. We say this a lot. The margin of talent between superstar and backup player is not that big of a difference. Uh, it's system. It's are they in the right place? Do they have the right coach? Right, but I don't think that's up to the player because if you think about it, like a, a, a running back could go to a team and we don't need you to be uh, an all pro and I, I don't need you to do all this and all that. I just need you to you know do this one thing. Like It would be like a, a bruiser coming out of college and being on the Saints. At this point, if you if you if the Saints drafted that running back, there's no real use for you. We throw the fuck out of this ball, and right. you can't catch. So, but it's but you're a great role player on this team. So it's like I recognize your talent. I'll take you because I could use you on third down. Like, I I don't know if it's like up to the, you know, are, am I ruining you or am I just I'm winning football games with the best way I think I can, you know? Because like it's not like that I'm ruining your career. Like, I just think that you're a great player for this specific thing, you know? I, Sure, sure. It's, but a, it's the organization's, like, I, I think it's the organization's, like, first, like, thinking of, like, okay, we'll, we'll, I don't know. If someone gives me an opportunity like that to pay me millions and millions of dollars, then, like, I don't know. And I also think, like, again, and, and we've seen it numerous times where, like, Teams can completely change their culture. We saw it with the Jaguars. So if you like, take away the the rookie pay scale, right? That was put in place. When we go back to the back in the day, you wouldn't. There would never be a circumstance where you would turn down. Wait, so a team that drafted paint the, you. Paint the picture for me. Like the rookie pay scales, you get rid of that. So it's like I. So like Stafford, Eli, like those days, like John Elway, those days, where if a team takes you, 
you get to negotiate, you could hold down, you could like kind of, you have like more of the leverage. Mm-hmm. The leverage is on your side rather than the leverage being on the owner's side, which is what Sim said. Obviously, the new, the CBA at the time put the leverage in the owner's hands. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like I, Because I, when you get the number one overall pick, like you you want that, like that should be your guy. Yeah. Whereas back in the day, it wasn't like that. Like the Eli thing, you're like you were worried now. Like, damn, like we're such a bad team all year long and we, we're in a position to pick this number one guy and he doesn't want to play for us. Like, fuck. It sucks. I'm saying, would you ever, would you ever be See, in that and, position? And I don't like that either because, yo, because think about it. But I, I, as a player, yeah, I, I would want to choose where I go. But at the same time, for the league, I don't think it's good to let players do that because who's to say that these players don't want to play for any of the shitty teams ever? And then how do we make those teams better if we're refusing to go play for them? You only want to play for teams that are already good? Like, that's not how the game should be. Like, we suck every year, so you deserve to get first dibs at the best players to try and make your team better, you know? And and that's how it should be. It shouldn't be like, yo, you're the shittiest team, so the players don't want to play for your team. So now you're just going to the second shittiest team that maybe they even had just a down year, and now they have a phenomenal player. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 don't, I think it's bad for the league for, as far as building other teams up. Because if it's the Browns, right, and the players had all the things, and it's like you keep – you you go you win one game you win zero games you win like two games whatever the fuck who's gonna want to realistically play for this team the only players that would want to play for that team that are are like people that are sort of fringe or you know maybe like I don't even know like okay second third round guys that'd be like yeah I want an opportunity to play in the NFL but if you're like an elite player you're never gonna want to play for one of these teams be like fuck I'm not gonna play for this team like I'm not, we're not gonna look good and then the Browns would just remain being a shitty team. So that's what it was for like the longest time when we were growing up. Someone got drafted by the Browns. Like, ha, huh? like, good luck for him succeeding. Like when Trevor right. Richardson got picked in the top three well, running back. Like, it. yeah, well, he we thought he'd be like really good going to the NFL, but shit, he got drafted by the Browns. Ha, huh? good luck. Yeah, but you're one pick away from changing it around all the time. And it was the same thing with the Texans. Before the Texans got Deshaun Watson, it was like, yo, these guys are just one fucking quarterback, a quarterback away from being a, a really good team. Their defense I, is good. They have offensive weapons. Like, why not? With the Browns, though, it's, it's a little different story. The Texans were always good even without a quarterback. So I think that's a little different. But the Browns also, like, yes, it's they're one pick away, but they put in infrastructure and they, like, got in, got in brought in guys last year. Like, they already had a couple first-round picks. They had the number one overall pick the year before in Miles Garrett. They had um, – they're just bringing in Juice Landry. They just had a new GM, right? They, they're showing signs of culture shifting. If they weren't showing those signs of culture shifting, like, I don't know if I want to play for them. Like, I, that, that's, that's where careers go to die. Right, but that wasn't happening. What do you mean? Like, when, when did that happen? If it didn't happen, then it didn't happen. Well, no, I'm t- all right. Yeah, of course. You're I'm thinking like metaphorically. Out. Yeah, of course. But like that's not what happened with the Browns. Like they sucked and they were still doing those things. Sure. Well, how about Miles Garrett the year before, before John Dorsey got there, right? If he's if he's not on the rookie pay scale and he's not guaranteed to be paid the most by the Browns and he can negotiate his own deal, first of all, he probably is getting less than the first quarterback in that draft. And second, he could t- he could basically say, I don't want to play for you. Yeah. And I would have to consider it if I was him. The rookie's pay scale makes that impossible. But you have to consider it. I think, like, if you have, if your fate is being determined, like, in no no other place in the world except Teach for America, right? And if you guys don't know what Teach for America is, it's a program where you could go to college, and then while you're going to college, you can be a teacher, except they put you anywhere in the country. You have no choice in the matter. Like, mm-hmm. That's what it's called. It's fire. It's like right? being drafted as a teacher. It's exactly like <laughs> there's two professions in the world, maybe and and like army person, like military man, that you have once you enter the field, you have no say in where you're going at all. It's just who drafts you. So that already is a little bit fishy to start, right? And then you're going to a, a place like Cleveland was where careers went to die. Look at Brady Quinn, man. Brady Quinn was a highly touted prospect out of high school. That, like, but that doesn't mean he's good. You talk about like Kellen Winslow, though, was a highly touted tight end. Just never flourished there. Yo, even Mark Sanchez. All these first-round picks. Mark Sanchez to the Jets. Rex Ryan doesn't develop quarterbacks. That's yeah, not his strength. First-round picks don't work, don't work out everywhere. But they, but they were especially not working out in Cleveland. Sure. Like Joe Thomas is the stalwart of – he's the face of all those losing years. I mean, stand there is Joe Thomas's play, so – be big. 
All right. I'm, Joe Thomas was an all pro. Yeah. That's, that's hard. I know. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, they don't have to develop a left tackle as much as they have to develop a quarterback. Like, oh. Well, yo, they, they notorious. Like, I think the biggest problem is you, you miss on quarterbacks. None of those quarterbacks showed any promise. Brandon Whedon, you took in the first round, which was dumb. Like that's just a bad pick. Dumb. Remember that Pretty first dumb. round where they put took Whedon, they took Eric Wright, the Miami corner, and they took one more player in the first round, and none of them panned out. Yeah, they had three first round picks, which is interesting because now you see two teams this year with three first round picks. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. You know, we'll later. talk about it another time. It was talked about. Or we we have, or. Time, catch that back. Time vortex. Giants has talked about. Picks. Yeah, Giants and the Raiders. So there would never. What be, a good company to keep. <laughs> there would never be a like in today's game. There would never be a chance you would say no to a team. As a player, I would obviously. If you I would, could, I, yeah, yeah. As a player, I would. But I, but as a fan, I wouldn't want to see that happen because I think if players start choosing where well, they obviously go, obviously you'd want to see that happen. Well, that's the reality of it. Like we're not in the fucking league. Like it's them. Of course, that the players like but they don't give a fuck about the fans. Realistically, like it's your future. No, I no, I understand that. But I'm saying for the league, right? Because the league is the only thing that matters here. We want the league to be a good product because that's why we all watch, and that's why people continue to make money, and that's why blah blah blah, right? Now, if it became four teams were good, we'd have the NBA. We'd have the NBA, yes. Right. And it, it would, <laughs> it would, but it would be much worse because at least the NBA you could watch throughout the season and like it slowly gets to that point. Like after six True. weeks, it'd NFL, be like, all right. NFL, well, you only have 16 weeks. Yeah, and it, it, it would be different. Games. That's why like, I think for the league, the best thing is that the players can't do that. And it's good that they made it so like, yo, if you want to leave our team, you're going to get like way less money. All right, so I'm going to transition here a little bit. Bring Mike Trout. Okay, this is right? interesting. I think right, Mike Trout. This will be interesting. Signed, signed a nice contract. I think initially, and uh, I think his contract is up next year or the year after. He's gonna be a free agent, but he signed an exten- extension this offseason for I believe four hundred fifty million or four hundred forty million. And if you look at that Angels organization, right, they haven't won with him there. He is a superstar. He is the best player in the game. He is all that. And everything else that comes with it. Can't get them to the playoffs. Hardly can have them at 500. Now, baseball's a team sport, so things are much different, but still. He chose to resign there. They have zero farm system. They have one of the worst farm systems in baseball. Sure, they bought, bought an Otani, right? That was a nice grab to lift the farm system, so to say, because he was a prospect coming over from Japan with the team now, but at Tommy John. So who knows if his pitching prospects will ever be the same as they once were. Um, he could be a great hitter still, but if you were Mike Trout and you know the state of the organization and you have been in the league for some time, you've put in your time and you've earned free agency coming up in a couple of years, would you take that 450 no. and secure what? And secure your would I life? Wanna, would I want to stay on the Angels? And secure everything for your cousin's nephew? Wait, what would he get if he went somewhere else? Probably 450. So what's the difference? Why are you saying well, what? Like it's crazy. Because injury. Because like, when have you ever said no to like a hundred dollars? You're gonna say no to four hundred fifty million. Well, yeah, but if I'm, I don't Mike think Tr- another team gives him four fifty. They're gonna give him probably the richest contract in baseball. Regardless, sure, but four fifty is an angels is an angels deal. Let's say you're getting forty million dollars somewhere else. I'm getting what? Less. No, forty million dollars less. Oh, I'm going. Oh, so I'm getting four ten somewhere else. So you're getting. So if that would make four four million dollars a year less. Okay. I'm just saying, like, you risk. So, baseball contracts are all guaranteed, too. That's right. And you're not getting a 10-year deal out of no one but your home team either. Um, Maybe. I don't think you are. That's speculative. That's true. But, you know, that's what we do here. We speculate. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we're speculating. It's it's hard to say. Would you turn down the contract? See, it's easy for me to be like, because I flip-flop back and forth. Like, it's easy for me to be like, and I've said this before, and everyone's always gave me shit for it. When you have $450 like 410 million like to me doesn't sound like a wild difference. It's 40 million dollars, don't get me wrong, but on money. the scale <laughs> like you know. Right. What it, what is it? Like would you rather get paid It's about 10%. Uh would you rather would you rather <laughs> yeah. get paid um 75,000 at a school with like the like every day is a living hell when you go to work <laughs> or would you rather get 60 grand and be at a school that's fucking awesome? It's like one of those things, right? And maybe that's not the same like ratio, but like you're taking a pay cut that's 
pretty significant. Fifteen grand, like at that. I mean, scale, that's about the same. But it's pay not cut. gonna murder you. Same but percentage. But it's, it's not gonna murder you. Right. You know, you're still set for life, dude. Like, uh, like I always say it. Like I know it sounds crazy, but like, are you gonna notice forty million when you have four hundred and ten million dollars? But what if you have a serious injury leading up to your free agency? I mean, baseball contracts are, are guaranteed. Yo, I think no, but he's not gonna be able to sign one until he's a free agent with someone else. I mean, sure. That's why you take that four hundred fifty now. I feel like I don't know. I mean, look, security. It, it's listen. I and I, a lot can change. In I totally get 10 it. Ten years. I get it. I get it. You're getting four hundred fifty million dollars. You know, your fucking grandkids never have to work again. Like, I get it. Your grandkids, grandkids. Yeah, like it's, it's hard. It's to a say lot of no. money. It's it's it is hard to say no to that. But I also think like like you said. I mean, the Angels have been. It's like yo, you like if Mike Trout. Was on the Yankees, right? God, I wish. Baseball would be at a completely different level than it <laughs> I, is now. I agree. I agree. It would be just a way bigger sport. He would make maybe more money. Way more. And like, it, it would just, it would do everything for the league. It would do everything because it's a big market team that also everyone loves to hate. It'd and be like, a whole lot of hatred for Yankees. Oh, absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's just, it, it's different. Like it, it would be good for for everybody in that situation. And it's it, like to to stay on the Angels. It's like, yo, Mike Trout, your best player. There's always that thing. It's like, oh, the league doesn't do a good job of marketing, or he doesn't do a good job of marketing himself. It's like, yo, you play in a team that doesn't do shit. So it's like, congratulations, yeah. dude. Like I, I couldn't. Like I know who Mike Trout is, but I guarantee you, like no one does that doesn't like watch baseball. But you know, Aaron. There's Judge. a good chance. There's a good chance. Know you know Gary can. Sanchez, and he can't fucking stop a ball behind the plate. Yeah, and because he, he plays in New York, I think it's priorities, right? As an athlete, what's your priority? Is your is your priority to be in the city that you want to be in? Is it to establish with your family, right? Because what Mike Trout is doing here is he's signing a ten year deal on a team where he's already been on the team for ten years already, right? Been in the system, yeah, yeah. He's been in the system, so he's been. He probably knows them in and out. He's set. If he's got kids, I don't know if he's got kids, but he's they, married. They're in a school, kids. right? Or they want to be in a school. I'm sure they live in a rich district and they can... The other day I was talking to a friend of mine that was... Uh, he's like a rich dude. He's he like 6'7". He's mad tall. He's a rich dude. In fact, he's like, oh, how's your little podcast going? I was like, I suck my balls. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was uh, he was like... um, uh, He was like, yeah, you know, my, my kid in school, he is... Uh, she's, she's learning how to fly a plane. And I was like, oh, is she in an aeronautics program? He's like, nah. You know, they just do that there. And then he, he he goes on to tell me that they he pays forty five grand a year for her to go to school, right? Maybe he wants her to go to an aeronautics program school, right? Mike Trout that he's gonna have enough money to do that. What are your priorities? Because if your priorities are winning, playing for like, and also like you don't have to be good to for people to appreciate you, right? Not to get political, but um, uh, like Donald Trump, right? Oh, no, you meant to get political? No, no, I don't, I don't. But Donald Trump, he freed that lady from jail. That Kim Kardashian was all over, right? Right. But he's also said some disparaging things about minorities, right? So if you're that lady, Donald Trump has been very good to you personally. Right. So you're probably going to be a big fan of Donald Trump. Oh, you probably think the world of him. Right. Kind of the same situation with Artie Moreno, right? Artie Moreno has kind of fucked up everything around the Angels. He doesn't really know how to manage a team, but he's been good to Mike. Right. Mr. Trout, him and Artie, real close, right? right? So... When it's it's a little bit of a different situation when you're thinking about all right, do I, I want that great uh, franchise? The definition of great franchise is different depending on who who you're talking about, right? Do you want a chance to win? That's non-debatable, right? The Angels probably not gonna have a chance to win for a while. Uh, Justin Bohr, like I, I think that he he exemplifies the culture there. He's forgot to run out of play. Oh, he great. got doubled up. Yeah, got doubled up. He uh, the other day he was just kind of he was caught stealing, but they called him safe. But he just decided he wasn't out, so he yes. just started running up. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's that kind of culture that is gonna guarantee you not. But Mike Child doesn't seem to mind, uh, and if he doesn't mind, I guess that's okay because he could have went. He could have went to the Yankees. The Yankees got the money. He grew up in New Jersey um, or Philly. Could have went to Philly because they were talking team. about him, Bryce Harper, and him. Were t- he, Bryce Harper was that like, "That was the thing. Don't laugh. I'm, I want him to come." Yeah, like, yeah. It depends on where your priorities are at. But I, again, I, I don't like putting my hands in other people's pockets. Like you can't. No, like, I feel you. I, you know? I, I just think like four. Let's say four hundred fifty and four ten. So four thirty is the official number, by the way. What of his contract? He got four thirty. He got four thirty. So let's say he was getting four hundred somewhere else. I don't think your lifestyle is any. 
in any way different than it is if you have an extra 30 million. I don't think it's any different. You have a few more shares of Amazon stock. Right, you do. Right. You have twenty dollars. You have thirty more million Shares. dollars, right. but your lifestyle is the exact same. Because when you have four hundred million, and you have four hundred thirty million. You're the same. He's gonna make twenty five k per inning, sixty thousand per at bat, seventy dollars per minute. <laughs> sixty thousand per at bat. That's roughly the amount of money I make per year teaching young children. I will say this, and he though. could strike out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He won't. Exactly. He's he gonna, won't. But he's he gonna fail more than he succeeds. Yeah, that's guaranteed in baseball. But I will say this, Joe, if you hit me up like, yo, come help me out at this fair. I'm working a stand. I'll throw you a hundred bucks, bro. I am there in a second. If you throw 410 million in front of me, I am signing that contract within a second. But no, you won't because yes, look, I will. A hundred dollars is is not a lot. of. That money. is his worth. That's his worth. That's the richest. I'm glad you feel a hundred dollars. Not a lot of money, Joe. That's I'm saying well, when we're talking about 400 million. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sa- I'm saying that because he's even, you know, Kyler Murray got drafted number one overall. But you know, continue. Oh yeah, scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, 410 million. Yeah. You're Mike Trout. That's your probably your worth. That's your market value. That's the richest contract in sports. Richest contract in your sport. Well over the richest contract that was just signed maybe a week or two before you with Bryce and Machado. It was Bryce at 330. And I think Machado got three hundred. You 10 years. shatter it with four thirty. How do you say no? Like they're treating you with the utmost respect. They come to you with a more than All legitimate right. offer. So let me ask you a question then. You're Mike Trout, and I don't care the state of the organization. You're, you're you're in an organization. You're comfortable. You and the owner got a good relationship. Now here's the more, the more um, like he's Mike Trout, so he's getting the most money. But here's the more common thing. Are you taking the hometown discount? No. To stay with a squad. What would the discount be? It's not going to be four ten. You think? 40? Let's say the other, the exact opposite. I'm sorry. So you'd get you'd get three eighty instead of four twenty. Three eighty. Three. It's forty million less. Like the the same. The same I'd probably thing say I'd probably say no. Because four hundred would be my number if I'm Mike Trout. Like I'm going to be the first four hundred million dollar athlete. Okay. So I'd probably say no to that. That, that'd be uh, so how about I if you're not Mike Trout? Just in general, Aaron Judge, his contract comes up. The Reds are offering him the Reds five million dollars a year more than the Yankees are, but the Yankees have a longer term deal, and he knows the Yankees. He came with the system. I I if it's, you got to come what better than the Reds if you're you said to five million. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I honestly think there's no team that you would rather play for for five million dollars more. More, less, less, less. That's what I'm saying. I don't, right. Yeah, $5 million. I would pay $5 million to be on the Yankees if I'm if I'm any player in the in, uh, MLB. So you would you would take a hometown discount to stay with your legitimate, no, stable no, no. organization? No, no, no. Oh, the Yankees. Only the Yankees. Okay, you know what's crazy Yankees. about okay. that? Because yeah. like our hometown is the Yankees, but I think that's the one team in the MLB that like, yeah, I'll give up $5 million of my contract to go to that To team. a much lesser extent, way lesser extent, DJ LeMahieu, uh, it's been now noted that he talked to his agent and was like, yo, the only team I want to play for is the Yankees, so make that happen. And DJ LeMahieu, former batting champion, no matter how like controversial that was, sat out some days. But he's a gold glover, right? He could play on a, a, pretty much a lot of teams. But once they go to the Yankees, with the possibility of being a backup, but he said he wanted to go there, and that's what he told his agent. Because the guy that drafted him, I, I forget his name now, drafted him with the, when he was with the Cubs, and now that guy is with the Yankees in their front office. So kind of a loyalty thing. And maybe kind of a winning thing. Like, yo, forget the money that I can make. Give me a, he signed a two-year deal, short-term deal. Probably could have, could have got like a five-year deal. But I want to win. I also, I don't even think it's about winning. I also just think it's about. No, nah, it has to be about winning. It, well, it's about winning, of course. But I also think there's there's a a, a, a thing within the, the Yankees that it's it could launch you to superstardom. Right, right. If you, no, su- if you succeed in New York. But I just want to go back to Trout. Like, about winning, you're nowhere near winning no, now no, no. with anything yeah, you don't going care. on. But you're 27, and you have till you're probably, like, 38 or 39. That's 12 years. Like, you got to hope the organization gets their shit together in one way or another. Or you could just be the next John Carlos Stanton, where you sign that monster deal with your team. And after two or three years, whatever, because, like, well, the Marlins are a little bit unique because they had new ownership, so they wanted to go home a different direction. But there's probably going to be a point in this contract where, like, yo, I don't want to be here anymore. Where, 
Because money does not buy happiness. That's a fact. Hi, that, I, that, wait, perfect, can, perfect. He can do on. that. So how about this though? Here's a here's an example. To a team example. that's willing to take down that money. Here's yeah, a perfect no example of what I'm talking about. Alex Gordon, right? Alex Gordon starts with a team. They suck. He came up all the way through the organization. He runs with them, and then they win a world championship. And then he signs with them, knowing that he's probably not going to contend again because his contract will hamstring that. Right, because they won't be able to. If you're Alex Gordon, do you take that money and basically cement yourself for years of losing, or do you throw it the other way? Or do you try and, and hit the market and maybe go to a team like the Dip Yankees out. for millions less? For me, I don't, I, it's going to be hard to turn down money, man. Especially but money does not buy happiness. When you're losing a ton and you're making, you're still making this money, this $410 million, $430 million, I'm sorry. At what point are you just like, yo, I'm not having fun here? No, Tim, I agree with you. I just said in, in the specific example that you gave of Aaron Judge, like, I would sacrifice five million five million dollars, especially because I think you're on your way to being like the captain of the fucking Yankees one day, you know, and like that does a lot for your business and for your money. So you're sacrificing five million on your contract, but yo, are you gonna get the same amount of money if you go to fucking Cincinnati? Right. You know, you're not. It's just not gonna happen. Not gonna like, the same amount be, of attention, not the same amount. You're gonna of have love. a good. Yeah, you're not, you're gonna be a good. You're gonna be a good like player, but you could be iconic. If you if you succeed on the Yankees, you hear that, Kevin Durant? Yeah, please. Oddly God. enough, iconic, Kevin. Oddly you enough, iconic, you can be iconic Kevin. if you succeed on the Knicks, Kevin. You, can you be don't iconic. even need to succeed success that much. Like, success dude, and Knicks don't belong. Yo, an, an eight seed, and we would forget all about the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. We would just forget it. We yeah. would just Tim would buy your he would tattoo your name. I might. I might have to. If they win, though. Win a playoff look, series. It'll look, fucking do even that. Even if he doesn't go to the Knicks, if he goes to a team like... And it's also fan respect, talking about this, like kind of bringing it all full circle. If he goes to a team like the Knicks, doesn't even have to be the Knicks in fact. Like the Knicks. A team where he needs to re- resurrect a franchise to a certain extent. And he does it, he will win my respect back. Until then, suck me. I, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hear you. Yeah, I feel you. But I don't know, man. Wrapping this up? Yeah, I guess All right, so. All right, so, so final, final question, final answer. Go ahead. Two questions. First question. Would you ever turn down a team that was willing to draft you very highly and thought a ton of you? Na- right now, because of the CBA, no. But if I had freedom, yes. Joe? I'm not going to take a cop-out answer like that. I'm just going to say <laughs> I would not turn it down. I don't think I would either, just because like like you said, it's your first real opportunity. If things don't go well, you have four years, you're in your prime of your career, you go walk. I'm also an arrogant bastard. I feel like, yo, <laughs> put me on the worst team, I don't give a fuck. We're gonna win the Super Bowl it's true. in five you years. You could be the guy to change the culture. That's what I think you're you're you should feel going that, into the draft. That would be a strong mentality. To but, me, but, it's a it's a loser's mentality to say, Oh, I don't wanna go there. No, but people have a win now mentality where I don't want to go to a fucking shitty culture. Yeah. Second question. Would you ever turn down four hundred thirty million? That was on the table with no. free agency looming. No. Nope. No, no, no. Yes, I'll take I'll take the money and I will uh I'll try and be the best I can. I'm this is this is a money decision. We know Joe is turning down the money. I would turn it down because I think as a money decision, you make more money if you win. And I think if I just take a pay cut now and I'm still getting I'm still gonna be the biggest contract in MLB also, history. You're still getting paid if you're Mike Trout by the way for like thirty million the next oh, yeah. two years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. like you're, you're still being good. But money. like I'm saying, like I'll be the biggest fucking contract in MLB history anywhere I go. True that. Right? I think if I could, if I win World Series, a, a a a World Series, like it just adds to my legacy. And I think it puts more money in my pocket too. And like maybe not on my contract, but definitely more money in my pocket because Aaron Judge, I don't know the numbers, but I'm assuming Aaron Judge gets a lot of fucking money. He doesn't. And endorsements. 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 He makes no money on his Yankee contract. And I don't know what that compares to to Mike Trout. We're talking about the best player in endorsement wise. Yeah. He's probably, I would say they're probably close, which is ridiculous. So, like, if if Mike Trout, that just goes to show, like, if you were in a winning culture somewhere, and it doesn't have to be the Yankees. If it was, you'd be fucking, you'd be a fucking billionaire. Could be right. Boston. But it could, yeah, it could be Boston. It could, could be, be Philly. Could be anywhere. 
Could be winning it, anyway, winning that's not right? You know, but like I, I think you take a pay cut to be in a culture where now I'm in a premier position where it's like, okay, this is a good team, and people are like going into the season thinking we can win and like blah blah blah, and then you do that, and you're Mike Trout, you're the fucking best player in baseball, you perform, you do your job. You'll be a fucking legend. Not that you won't, like you will, but there's always going to be an asterisk of like, yeah, yo, he was the best player and he was on the worst fucking team. Like that sucks. That's baseball. As John Sterling says, that's baseball, Susan. Yeah, but doesn't it suck to be Dan Marino? It sucks to be Dan Marino, in my it opinion. Does. Because all anyone ever says, like, yo, Dan Marino, best he's the best win. to not, never win. And yeah. no one ever just says he's the best. Right. Charles he's the Barkley, best to never win. Charles Barkley. Patrick Ewing. Same shit. Fortunately. I would never want to be that. I think that taints your entire legacy because you're a great player, man. You deserve to win. It's going to happen to fucking Lundquist. <laughs> it is. He was but at least he went to the time. cup a couple times. Right? Yeah, that's Trout. That's Trout has zero playoff success. Right. Zero. Like, Lundquist at least been to the cup. That's true. But, I, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like, I don't want to be the greatest who never won, you know? Like, you could be the greatest baseball player of all time. You should get one World Series. And you could you could have dictated that for $30 million, dude. Come on. Mm. Like and you can make that back. I think as a, a money decision is why I'm turning it down. I think you can make more money if you're successful in a on a bigger city like team or whatever. I think that's what he should have done. But I also get like boss said, <laughs> seeing four hundred thirty million be like suck my ass. I'm <laughs> Crazy. Mike Trout only has one playoff appearance so far in his career. Damn. And it was a bow out in the first round of the LDS. Yeah. To the Royals. Shame. Well. There you go. Uh, anyway, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Petrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. At ndevito 27 on Twitter and the gram. And you guys can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Joe Sanagato. And go follow the show at Veterans Minimum, all social media, and our Patreon. If you want to support the show, it's patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you guys next time. Okay. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.